Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. California Democratic Congressman Adam Schiff has proposed a plan to cut gas prices. Congressman Schiff says gas prices above $6 a gallon are common in California. That's hundreds of dollars a month that people are having to spend just to get to their jobs. Schiff's legislation would give people a break from the federal gas tax until the end of 2023. He says big oil companies would make up the tax money by paying a 50% tax on what he defines as excess profit. Schiff says gas prices have risen from the invasion of Ukraine, supply chain issues, and price gouging by big oil companies. In Atwater Village, Blake Trolley, KFI News. A man and woman in San Bernardino County have been arrested for abusing and torturing five kids for years. It is amazing to me how many of these stories we end up talking about. They are getting uh, fewer and less far between. Now, in this case, officials say a man has also been charged with a count of terrorism. The couple was arrested last week in a months-long investigation. They say the family members, who were 11 to 17 years old, were, check this out, branded, strangled, and shot with pellet guns. L.A. County Sheriff's deputies have raided 278 illegal pot farms in the Antelope Valley. Sheriff Villanueva says they also grabbed 150 vehicles and 17 water trucks. From May 17th through the 27th, they also seized $1.4 billion worth of marijuana plants. Something we came across new, booby traps. They were buried in. This is a public road out in the high desert, one of the dirt roads. And apparently there are 30 sites we found these type of booby traps. Villanueva says during the nine-day operation, 105 people were arrested and they seized 40 firearms, including 11 ghost guns. At the Hall of Justice, Steve Gregory, KFI News. All right, those new rules on outdoor watering have gone into effect for people in L.A. So this is a two-day-per-week outdoor watering schedule that's based on your street address to help conserve water during the drought. So watering is permitted on odd-numbered street addresses on Mondays and Fridays and at the even-numbered addresses on Thursdays and Sundays. Watering with sprinklers is limited to eight minutes per station. Sprinklers with water-conserving nozzles are limited to 15 minutes per station. And all watering must be done in the evening or early morning with no watering allowed outdoors between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. A car has crashed into the backyard of a home in Laverne, killing the driver. It happened shortly before 9.30 in the morning yesterday. The car exploded into flames when it hit the back wall of the home. The CHP says it received at least two calls about the car going over the posted speed limit in the area. Well, comedian Bill Cosby is expected to give opening statements in a sexual assault trial involving a woman from Riverside County. The woman says Cosby allegedly sexually abused her when she was a minor at the Playboy Mansion in the 70s. This is the first civil suit against Cosby to actually come up with a trial. Well, the police departments for Uvalde, Texas and the town school district have stopped cooperating with the state investigation into the response into last week's deadly shooting. The move was in response to the Texas Department of Public Safety's director's comments to the media that the decision to delay the entrance into the classroom where the shooter killed 19 kids and two teachers was the wrong decision.
And both parents and the grandma of the Texas school shooter had criminal records. According to Uvalde County court records obtained by the New York Post, their crimes included aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and trying to pass a fake check. 505 on your wake-up call. Karen Travers, good morning to you. So the president met up with the Fed chairman. And what was the topic du jour? Yeah, inflation, fighting an inflation-fighting strategy. This is, of course, one of the big issues for the administration right now. And the president said yesterday that his plan to fight inflation starts with what he calls a simple proposition, respecting the Fed's independence, which he says he has done and will continue to do. And the president said not interfering with what he calls the Fed's critically important work. But he said Jerome Powell and the other leaders there have the same laser focus on addressing inflation just like he has. And essentially, this is an endorsement of what could be a series of interest rate hikes that are intended to get a handle on price increases, you know, the inflation right now. So that's uh, kind of a little bit of political cover for the the Fed, but also uh, showing that the president, there's only so much he can do. It's going to have to be coming from the central bank. And this is a problem that governments, countries all around the world are dealing with right now. And we keep hearing this from the administration. This is not a uniquely American issue at this point. Inflation is happening all over the world. But for the White House, they're having a hard time trying to show that they can do something to get this under control because they are running out of options or they don't have many great options. So look for the next couple of weeks for the administration to try and count what they say are good things in the economy, the low unemployment rate, high job creation. You're going to hear the president on Friday talking about the May jobs report. But if you head into the midterm election season, which really is already underway, it's hard for Americans who are paying so much uh, for gas and food and other everyday items. It's hard, I think, for them to look at the big picture things on the economy when everyday stuff just costs a lot more. Well, yeah, and I think, too, because initially you had the Fed and the White House sort of portraying inflation, the surge as sort of a temporary side effect caused by these supply Mm -hmm. chain issues. And I think initially you can swallow that. But then when it keeps going on and getting worse, that's when Americans start going, hey, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah. And, you know, they'll say it's still because of all of that, that this is still related to COVID shutdowns and supply chain disruptions and that it was worse than they realized back then and that the bounce back is going to take longer. It's more you know, deep rooted than they anticipated or realized at the time. They'll also say this is because of the war in Ukraine and that the ripple effects of gas, of course, but also the food prices are going up because of wheat and grain. That's a significant issue, too. Now, of course, you'll say, well, wait a minute, there were prices that were going up throughout 2021. That was long before Russia invaded Ukraine. And that's the thing that keeps coming up at the White House briefing. And they'll say, yes, but things have been exacerbated since the beginning of this year. Got it. Karen, thank you so much for your time. We'll talk again soon. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. See you later. That's ABC's Karen Travers. And I think that optically, the president, even though he's right, he doesn't have a lot to do with, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of power when it comes to uh, what can be done in the short term regarding inflation. Um, But he had to make it look like he understood, you know, what we're going through, the gas prices, the food prices, that sort of thing. And so it had to show that he and... Chairman Powell were at least in lockstep in the sense of they were attempting to do something.
And I, I'm not saying, I'm not uh, minimizing that they were attempting to do something. I'm just saying that he kind of had to do that. I think it's it was important for him to do that to make it look like, at least I'm trying. Let's get back to some of these stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Speaking of the president, he says he'll send more advanced rockets that Ukraine has been asking for. ABC's Andy Field says Russia warned it could have a major escalation if the U.S. gave Ukraine rockets that could strike inside Russia. Now the U.S. is providing those more powerful weapons, but saying they're only to help strike key Russian targets inside Ukraine. However, it's not clear what would stop Ukraine from extending those weapons to hit Russians in their own country. Germany's chancellor has announced his country will send modern anti-aircraft missiles and radar systems to Ukraine. Well, an infectious disease doctor at Cedars-Sinai-Tarzana Medical Center says COVID-19 at-home tests are not as reliable as they once were. Dr. Jeff Galpin said they're probably 60% accurate, but there is not enough data to confirm that. Doctors say people who test positive at home need to stay home even if they feel okay. He says antigen tests only detect the virus when it's contagious. The Justice Department has asked a federal appeals court to overturn a judge's ruling in April that the mask mandate on planes, trains, and buses was unlawful. The DOJ made the request yesterday. The DOJ is appealing the decision after the CDC said the mask mandate was necessary to protect public health. A Marine veteran from Whittier has pleaded guilty to leading a team that helped arm a Mexican cartel. KFI's Blake Trolley says police recovered some of the weapons. Police say they seized six assault rifles, more than 250,000 rounds of ammo, gun parts, and kits to build machine guns capable of firing up to 6,000 rounds per minute. Investigators say the cartel is known to target rival gangs, innocent people, and police. The ringleader is set to be sentenced in August. Oh my gosh, Disneyland has suspended the sale of its Magic Key annual pass program. However, it is offering people who live in California a three-day, one-park-per-day ticket for Disneyland and Disney California Adventure this summer. The park says current Dream Key holders can still use their passes to make reservations, and they will be permitted to renew their passes. This was very cool. I don't know if you saw the pictures, but it was just neat to see more than 600 students just scouring the beaches in Huntington Beach for plastic, styrofoam, straws, and balloons. This student from Eisenhower Elementary School in Garden Grove graphically explains his mission to save the birds. Seagulls think that plastic are um, food for them, and then they just keep on eating it. And then, like, the stomach are full of plastic, and then they have to decompose in, like, the dead bodies everywhere. Oh, oh, wow. But good for that kid for knowing that they're... Tummies get full of plastic. Thousands of students statewide picked up trash for Kids Beach Day yesterday for the first time since 2019 because of COVID-19. The program aims to help underserved kids get to the beach. A lawmaker representing Fullerton is pushing a bill that would train hundreds of young people to be ready for another oil spill. Senator Josh Newman says more than 10,000 people helped with the oil spill last year, but most were not trained. The California Ocean Corps is going to create a resource that protects the coast uh, and in so doing provides workforce experience and opportunities to young people that want to participate directly in this effort. Newman says the California Ocean Corps, as they would call it, would also restore coastal watersheds, protect public access to beaches and respond to extreme weather events. The bill is passed the Senate and heads to the Assembly. 
Officials in Florida have captured an alligator they say killed a man. The Largo Police Department says the man's body was found in a lake yesterday. This man lives near that lake and says despite the many warning signs posted around it, he sees people going in. Not surprised at all. It's sad to say that. But, you know, Floridians believe that, you know, they're invincible. They go in the waters, they swim, and a gator's a gator. It's not your friend. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission says only 26 alligator attacks have been recorded since it started keeping records in 1948. And here is the worst story of the morning that I have for you, she said tongue-in-cheek. Sound like popcorn? Popping it at home? You might have to pop it at home, people, because movie theaters say there could be a popcorn and concession shortage this summer. Officials from a popcorn supplier told the Wall Street Journal the snack distribution will be tight because of supply chain issues and inflation. I wonder if the president and Fed chairman Jerome Powell focused on that yesterday specifically. I think they were like gas prices, grocery prices, but movie popcorn. Movie theater chains also say they have had trouble restocking certain soda flavors and snack containers. I feel like we've drawn the line. $6 a gallon gas. Well, you know, prices going up at the grocery store. Well, but come on now. No popcorn at the movie theaters. That's my line in the sand. Some of the other top stories we're watching. A big story. A teenager has been arrested for sending threats about an explosive device to a high school in Baldwin Park. The arrest happened yesterday. Police say they checked out Sierra Vista High School last week because staff received an email threat. Officials say the school ramped up security last week and this week, but staff are also checking bags now before students can enter the building. And there's a school in Santa Ana that also got a credible threat that said, you know what, we are not going to play. We are just closing for the rest of the week because of this credible threat. Officials at Modern Day High School say they learned about the threat yesterday and take all threats made to the school seriously. Santa Ana police also responded. Police say protocols have been implemented. Right now, let's talk tech with KTLA's tech reporter, Rich DeMuro. You can follow him on social media at Rich on Tech and his website is richontech.tv. Rich, good morning. Good morning to you, Jennifer. Hey, so let's start with some news that just broke this morning regarding Instagram and Amber Alerts. Yeah, this is a pretty big deal. Uh, So Instagram is going to add Amber Alerts to their platform. And this is going to be critical for finding um, children that have gone missing because the big difference here, unlike those text alerts you get, this will have a picture. And if you grew up in the 80s and the 90s like myself, you remember that they always had a missing child picture on the back of a milk carton. Sure. It's become sort of a, you know, a TV thing now, you know, where you see that these TV shows and it, it's sort of center to the plot, right? Uh, but Instagram is where people are. I think that this is a, a very, very smart thing for them to do. They're going to show these to people based on your location, the city on your profile, and your IP address. I love the idea of the picture because sometimes you hear... Um, I don't know. It's a little boy and he's three and he has brown hair and brown eyes. How in the world am I supposed to decide which kid that I look at who is three years old and has brown hair and brown eyes? How am I supposed to know that that's the kid we're looking for? 
Right. And this is also going to provide a direct link to local enforcement, like that law, uh, sorry, local law enforcement, so you can alert them. Uh, and Jennifer, I mean, if this if this finds one child, yep. it is worth it. I Absolutely. mean, this is just such a smart thing to do because so many people are on this platform. Uh, kudos to Instagram for doing this. And people are scrolling all day anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're going to run across it. And and what if you are? You're just running across it, whatever. You're kind of not thinking about it. But the kid's picture pops up and you look at it for a half a second and then you end up at the gas station down the street. And oh, my God, there's the kid with, you know, whoever the person is who took them. I mean, that could that it could be that easy. You know, I mean, and. And you hit it on, you hit the nail on the head, Jennifer, because this is localized, because this is based on your location. That's what makes this so smart. When you bought a milk carton back in the day, you know, it was for a wide swath of the entire state. This is literally in your area so they can highly target people that may have seen this person or may know or may come across this person. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great idea. I agree with you with the kudos to Instagram on that one. So let's talk a little bit about the law that came down yesterday or the Supreme Court blockage, I guess, of that Texas law that was supposed to stop censorship. What happens now? Yeah, this is interesting. So um, Supreme Court basically blocked this Texas law. Texas argued that it would basically uh, prohibit large social media companies from blocking, banning or demoting posts uh, that, you know, maybe they didn't agree with or maybe, you know, look, people on the right feel like uh, social media is blocking conservative thoughts and people on the left think that uh, social media will become too much of a hate platform if some of this stuff is allowed. So we're probably going to end up meeting somewhere in the middle. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter obviously did not want any law that restricts their ability to censor stuff on their platforms. But as these platforms become a town square, it is a much bigger um, it is a much bigger conversation we're having, especially with Elon Musk purchasing Twitter based on the fact that he wants to bring free speech back to Twitter. Um, Facebook, of course, spends a ton of money on moderation, and we've seen things even in the most recent incidents where people live stream uh, some of the things that they do that you know maybe shouldn't be on that platform. Uh, so there's a lot going on here, but the Supreme Court right now says, you know what, Texas, uh, cool your heels. We're not going to allow you to enable this law at this point. Okay. I thought I, – I laughed out loud last night when I read – Richel sent me, uh, you know, his ideas for today, and one of them was I visited the first Amazon clothing store in Glendale, and the fitting rooms are really unique. And I thought, okay, that's the weirdest thing, not like the the merchandise was good or the whatever. The fitting room. Tell me about this. What caught your eye? Okay, so this is at the Americana at the brand in Glendale. This is Amazon style. You remember Amazon just closed all of their bookstores and four-star stores, which is kind of weird. Now they're opening up a clothing store. Yeah. But they put a high-tech twist. And, Jennifer, the reality of this store is the fitting room is going to make it or break it. So let me explain. You go into the store. You scan a QR code on the item of clothing that you want to try on. So they only have one of each item. There's not like a stack of jeans. It's just one pair of jeans. You say, okay, I like that. You scan the QR code, you tell them your size, and they bring those jeans to your fitting room. So after you scan a bunch of stuff, you, you get assigned a fitting room. You go in there, and this is the most magical fitting room experience I've ever seen. It's, it welcomes you with this warm light. It's got your name on a touch screen that says, welcome, Rich. It's got a <laughs> bunch of stuff hanging in the closet, and then also your jeans are kind of laying there, shoes, whatever. And then as you try on stuff, Jennifer, this is the secret part of it. You can request a different size, color, or even more personalized clothes. Like they'll actually put stuff in there that they think you'll like. 
and it's all through this double closet door system. So there's a closet inside the fitting room with a secret door on the back end that the employees can open secretly on their end and then put more stuff in there. And then you open up your side and the stuff has magically appeared in there. Oh, I actually, I love that because I can't tell you how many times I've been in the dressing room and you put on a pair of jeans and you go, oh, okay, this isn't the right size. So then you have to get dressed again, go back out, get the jeans that, you know, will fit you, go back in, see if that works. It's a pain in the butt. Oh, totally. Totally eliminate all of that. Or you're like me where you're with your wife and you're like, Lindsay, can you grab me the bigger size? And she, you know, she's halfway across the store. Yes. So this this is brilliant. But here's the thing. This is going to make or break this store because, number one, this has to be a fast process. So when I was in there, it took five, ten minutes for these employees to go find the clothes and then put them in there. And then, of course, if you need a new size, if it takes a half an hour to get that new size, that's not going to work. Right. So Amazon, they I, I think they're aware of this. But these these fitting rooms could either be the best thing to ever happen to clothes shopping or they could totally make this store fail because people say, nah, I can't wait this long for a different size or color. So is it weird? Are you like sitting there and you're, you know, in your case, in your boxers, just like do to do waiting for them to come back? So do they have like a little chair in there or, you know, what are you doing for that time? Yeah, there's a little chair in there. And yes, it's it's kind of funny. There's a touch screen in there. So what I found myself doing is going through the touch screen and liking and disliking different clothes. They say, do you like this? Do you like that? And that helps them pick out new clothes for you, recommend it on the website. But Jennifer, when you get into this room, they've already pre-stocked it with a bunch of stuff from your profile that they think you'll like. So one of the shirts I tried on, I would have never picked it out of the store. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. Then I look at the price tag, it's $200. Of course it's nice for that price. (laughs) Oh, you're so like me. I always say, I have the best fashion taste. I just can never afford it. Yeah, anything's nice at $200. <laughs> I want a $20 shirt that's really nice and yes. fits me well. Okay, Rich, I got to go try this out. And did they have ample employees? They have a bunch. Well, that's the thing. that Most of the employees are back of house, so they're in this, like, secret area. Yeah. the clothing store, it's 13,000 square feet that you can shop, and then 17,000 square feet where the employees are all kind of oh. hustling about. I mean, there's 40 different, at least 40 different fitting rooms. So, I mean, again, a majority of this store is this high-tech fitting room that is this really different process of, oh, that's really cool. I can request sizes and, and colors and things. But also, if it takes too long, it's going to be kind of annoying. I was in there before, you know, a lot of people got in there. So, and it still took a pretty decent amount of time. All right, Rich, thank you so much. I know you got to run. I could talk to you about this darn dressing room all morning. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> all right, <laughs> see, see you later. later. All right, that's KTLA's tech reporter, Rich DeMiro. You can follow him on social media at Rich on Tech. His website is richontech.tv. I forgot to ask him, but I assume he does. Uh, on his Instagram, I bet he's got pictures of that fitting room. Pretty sure he does. So again, Rich on Tech is where you can follow him. And if nothing else, follow him because he gets the coolest insights into the latest tech, like this weird fitting room. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Which I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning toward liking. Although he's right. If it's kind of not instantaneous, 
that you're going to get those jeans that you requested or that shirt that you requested, then eh, I don't know if it's going to work. I like the concept, though. In concept, it's great. Congressman Adam Schiff says he wants to give people a break from the federal gas tax. He says big oil companies should make up the money. He says his plan would direct oil companies to pay a 50 percent tax on what he calls excess profits. L.A. County Sheriff Villanueva says a recent nine-day operation in the Antelope Valley has resulted in the seizure of $1.4 billion, with a B, dollars worth of marijuana. Villanueva says they raided 278 sites with the goal of getting rid of illegal pot farms. From May 17th through the 27th, deputies made 105 arrests and got 40 weapons, including 11 ghost guns. And the new rules on outdoor watering have gone into effect for people in L.A. It's a two-day-per-week outdoor watering schedule that's based on street addresses to help conserve water during the drought. Watering is permitted at odd-numbered street addresses on Mondays and Fridays and at even-numbered addresses on Thursdays and Sundays. Now, watering with sprinklers is limited to eight minutes per station. Sprinklers with water-conserving nozzles are limited to 15 minutes per station. And all watering must be done in the evening or early morning with no watering allowed outdoors between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Coming up in about 10 minutes, did you know that roughly 600,000 veterans suffer from PTSD in various forms, whether it be nightmares or anxiety or depression, but still... There still is that stigma surrounding mental health issues. And for a lot of members of our military, they cite that as the reason why they don't go and get the help that they need. But the Wounded Warrior Project has a plan to help these returning veterans deal with their mental health needs. And we're going to talk with Ryan Kuehls. He's a Wounded Warrior Project Odyssey director. He's an Army veteran, a Purple Heart recipient. I mean, who knows more about what goes on with the Wounded Warrior Project than he does. Get back to some of the stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. L.A. Mayor Garcetti says his Green New Deal designed to drastically cut carbon emissions has succeeded. He says L.A. has cut greenhouse gas emissions by 36 percent. He also says L.A. has exceeded goals for reusable energy, better public transportation and disposal of non-biodegradable waste. We have a, a heat officer. Did you know L.A. has hired a chief heat Officer, the newly created position goes to Marta Segura, who is the current director of the city's Climate Emergency Mobilization Office. She will now be doing both jobs. She will work to expand the urban tree canopy, update building codes to make sure new buildings have adequate cooling and create a heat action plan with an early warning system. Let's say good morning now to infectious disease Dr. Simone Wilds from South Shore Health in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Dr. Wilds, welcome back to Wake Up Call. Good morning, Jen. Thanks for having me. All things monkeypox all the time. People are freaking out about monkeypox. Jen, I I hear it all the time, but I just want to reassure people that, you know, I don't think you need to be alarmed. Um, I think you need to be aware of what monkeypox is, which is a viral infection, usually presents with like flu-like symptoms, you get swollen lymph nodes and body aches, and then you get this rash, which usually starts usually in the face and then moves to the rest of the body, but in general, just not as transmissible as we see with COVID. So I don't think people need to be so alarmed about it. And we have a vaccination, which is what is different. Now that we are seeing more of these cases come up, there is a vaccine, whereas when we saw the COVID cases starting to rise, we had nothing at that time. 
Absolutely. So we are definitely ahead of the curve in terms of where we're starting because we have vaccine. We also have some treatment options that are available. Um, again, the vaccines are not for, you know, everyone, but those that are highest risk. Um, so I would just encourage people if they have a rash that's concerning, um, if they've been in very, very close contact with someone who has known monkeypox, then of course you contact your healthcare provider. Okay, so at, at the everyday Joe going to the store, maybe still wearing his mask because he's still concerned about COVID issues. Uh, how I had somebody ask me, and I thought this was a great question. Does wearing a mask keep you from getting monkeypox? <laughs> really great question. Uh, it does not prevent you um, from monkeypox. Monkeypox is really transmitted in a very different way. It's a very close contact. For instance, if you have a cut or a wound that you touch someone, if your bed linen, your clothes, that's the way monkeypox mainly is transmitted. There is some respiratory transmission, but that's if you're with someone for more than three hours. Oh, okay. All right. So... Maybe unless you're in a, what, I don't know, the movie theater or something like that. But short of that and you're next to the person or you're sitting on their lap, it seems like it would be very hard for the transmission to actually occur. Right. And that's why, you know, we tell everyone it's really good news that it's not as transmissible because unlike COVID where, you know, you're with someone for more than 15 minutes, you're a higher risk, but not so with monkeypox. Okay, let's talk about now this mystery hepatitis and COVID that has been hitting some kids. A lot of parents are really worried about this because it seems kind of hit and miss about who it's impacting, who it's not, ages, the whole nine yards. Yes, Jen. I mean, really um, a lot of unknowns with this, um, with the hepatitis in children. And for those who don't know, hepatitis is just inflammation of the liver. We've seen, you know, I think more than... um, 650 cases worldwide in the U.S. I think we have about 250. And we really don't know what's causing it. Um, I think most people um, have heard of like hepatitis A or B or C. But in children, what they have seen so far is that um, it's due to adenovirus, which is another virus which causes common cold. But that's not the unifying diagnosis, meaning that's not the only reason that children are getting hepatitis. Um, What I will say to parents, again, very rare in children. I think if you notice in particular, if your children are getting like yellow eyes um, or their skin is yellow, we call that jaundice. Of course, make sure you contact your health care provider. And it's it's very obvious. I remember when my brother was born and he had jaundice and it was like, whoa, the baby is yellow. It was it was so obvious that something was wrong. Yes, I tell people you it almost looks like a banana. Yeah. You, notice, you see that yellow color? Yeah. That is not normal. If you see that, of course, make sure you get your health care provider involved right away. For a parent who is listening right now, is there anything that they could be doing to help their child in the one in a million chance that their kid is the one who's going to get this? Is there anything they can do to keep their kid from getting this? Jen, unfortunately, I would just say just continue doing the things you always do. And what really helps, I do say, washing your hands. I I think that always helps. You know, children touch a lot of different things. Just encourage them to keep their hands clean. But there's no particular thing that I would say that that is going to set you apart from not getting hepatitis A. Dr. Wilds. Hepatitis. Hepatitis, right. Thank you so much. It is always a pleasure to have you on. And I hope I talk to you again soon. 
All right. Take care. Thanks. All right. Thanks. You too. See you later. That is infectious disease Dr. Simone Wilds from South Shore Health in Weymouth, Massachusetts. I mean, let's face it. Little kids are gross, right? We were all little kids. We were all gross. The worst part, though, is that some of us are still gross as adults. I won't name names. And I think that the hand-washing thing, (laughs) I... I, I, my hands are dry. That is the one thing that I find myself doing a lot is washing my hands in the hand sanitizer, washing my hands in the hand sanitizer. This was way before COVID. Just because <laughs> I would see little kids touch stuff, pick their nose, you know, wipe their nose. And I was like, God. I see my dogs wiping and licking stuff. And I, it, I don't know. That's my thing. It freaked me out. And so there you go. So I'm a hand washer and a uh, yeah, sanitizer, and I have dry hands. All right. Uh, speaking of dogs, I have some very sad news for me anyway. Uh, I had to put my dog Scarlett down yesterday. She was 13 years old, and she was diagnosed just a couple of weeks ago with kidney disease. And so uh, she had some pills she was supposed to take and she stopped taking them. She stopped eating. And so I called the vet yesterday morning and he said, oh, bring her in. We'll give her some fluids and hopefully that'll kind of, you know, get her over the hump and she'll start eating again. So there I was yesterday. I ran home after work, picked her up, took her to the vet, dropped her off about 1130. And went on my merry way. I went shopping. I went to the Botox doc. I mean, I had zero inkling that anything was going to go wrong. And the vet called me an hour later and said, here's the deal. And she basically was, her kidney disease had progressed so rapidly that there just wasn't much that they could do. He said, I can give her these fluids and that might give her a few weeks at best. And I was like, no, you know, I'm not what. So we'd be right back in this position and there's no, there's nothing to, he said, no, she will never come back from this. And it was like, what do you do? So I bawled and I called my husband and uh, we made the decision that we had to put Scarlett down. It's the best freaking hound dog Loudest hound dog. I mean, this, if you look at my Instagram, uh, JJLKFI or Facebook, Jennifer Jones Lee, there's a picture of Scarlett on there. And if you read through the comments, I, I crack up at how many of my friends and family members talk about what a great dog she was, but they all always put, she was very talkative or she was very chatty or she was very loud. Yeah, I know. But uh, anyway. I got to be there with her, which was awesome. Scott was at work, so I put him on FaceTime, and we put the phone right down by her on the floor. She was on a little blanket, and uh, yeah, so (sighs) from me to all of you who have furry kids out there, please hug them extra tightly for me this morning uh, because I, uh, (laughs) I was just a big ball of, you know, crazy tears yesterday because they really are your family. And, um, you know, when you have to put one of them down and especially in such a 
fast way like the decision had to be made yesterday. Uh, it just it just breaks your heart and it kind of reminds you how they're like your kids, you know, and and I know that people who don't have animals are probably going, she's crazy, but uh, we don't have kids and what we have are our furry kids. And so when something happens to one of them, I mean, the loss is, is crazy. So anyway, that was my awful day yesterday. And uh, I just want to thank all of you, though, who have already written to me on Facebook and Instagram and have left these wonderful messages of condolences. Seriously, I appreciate them so much. It really means a lot. A teen's been arrested for sending threats about an explosive device to a high school in Baldwin Park. The arrest happened yesterday. Police say they checked out Sierra Vista High School last week because staff got an email about a threat. A high school in Santa Ana has been closed for the rest of the week because of a credible threat. Officials at Modern Day High School say they learned about it yesterday and take all threats made to the school seriously. Well, did you know roughly 600,000 veterans suffer from some sort of PTSD, whether it be nightmares or anxiety or depression, something like that, but they don't go get the help that they need often because of the stigma that still surrounds mental health issues. So let's talk now with a couple of people who know about these mental health issues and have a plan, actually, to break through things. So we are talking this morning with Army veteran and Purple Heart recipient Ryan Kuhls, who is Wounded Warrior Project Odyssey director. And we're also talking with uh, Yolanda Pollard. Yolanda, I know I got your uh, last name wrong. And also an Army veteran. First off, thank you both for your service. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. Ryan, let's start with you. Um, You are a Purple Heart recipient. I can only imagine that somewhere in your life you've had some sort of PTSD from whatever incident you were involved in. How difficult was it for you to go get the help that you needed? Uh, So I was in the Army from May of 03 to May of 07 uh, and was uh, hurt in late 2005. And that injury was uh, uh, very serious. I lost uh, two limbs, uh, but more importantly and more significantly, I, I lost the two soldiers that were in the truck with me. And the realization that I, as their platoon leader, had not done my task of bringing everybody home safely uh, really hit home about a year after my injury. And, and uh, having an opportunity to reach out and seek support for uh, some of the things that I was struggling with, I really bettered my... Uh, recovery uh, as a person, uh, and then as a, a father, uh, husband, and um, and son. Oh, absolutely. Anytime that we get that help, whether it be physical or mental, you know that you're bettering yourself for not just yourself, but for everybody. Yolanda, when it comes to the stigma of mental health, I think that there is such a sense of pride among members of the military um, that it's very difficult for them. I can speak, my my husband went to Iraq twice. I know that he had the nightmares and it was very difficult for him to, you know, say, hey, maybe I should talk to somebody or, you know, it's okay to say, yeah, I had a nightmare about what went on in Iraq last night. Even that seemed like a difficult hurdle for him to cross. Yolanda, have you noticed that same kind of thing? Yes, I did. Um it's very difficult because when you're in the military, you're taught to just suck it up and drive on. And and as a leader, you just suck it up and drive on. And, and it's hard to share, to share those traumatic events. I mean, some of us just hold them in for a while and just smile and keep going. 
but the invisible wounds eventually come out, and you have to turn to someone. And I turned to Warrior Care Network, and like I always say, Warrior Care Network gave me my life back and my family back. Well, Ryan, explain to us now what or how the Wounded Warrior Project is helping some of these soldiers who return from active duty to get the help that they need. Uh, So Wounded Warrior Project has a host of programs that serve uh, veterans and their families in a wide variety of areas, uh, be it uh, mental health and wellness, physical health and wellness, uh, financial health and wellness, and then also connection. Uh, So uh, programs that get folks out of the house, uh, teach them that they are, are not alone, and then offer resources and, and additional uh, direct support programs to uh, work with them along the recovery. So uh, the, the programs that are offered are not um, one-size-fits-all, uh, but very much we're there to meet the needs of the individual and, and provide services that they need uh, to, to get uh, better and be able to make that um, full transition back into civilian life. And Yolanda, when you say that Wounded Warrior Project gave you your life back when people go there to get that mental health, those services that they need, what did you mean by that, that they gave you your life back? What I meant by that is because once you return from war, you're a different person. I mean, you've been, you've been in, you've, you've been um, with tragedy, trauma, and you're different. You don't know how to live. I mean, you're just a shell. I could recall I was just a shell, and I was here home, but physically my mind was still in Afghanistan. And I was told by Warrior Care Network, and I was also accepted into one of the four programs that they have, which was the one at UCLA. And that program helped me with um, understanding the different things that happened to me and the things that I was going through, that it was not my fault. The program also gave me the tools and the skills that I needed to continue living. I mean, because not only did I lose soldiers, a year later I lost my nephew. He was tragically killed. And with those tools and skills that I received from Warrior Care Network, I was able to share them with my family and help them through, through, through that new trauma that we was also going through. Well, thank you both so much for your time this morning. If people want to get this help or know somebody who needs this help, woundedwarriorproject.org is where you can go. Again, God bless you both. Thanks for your service, and uh, best of luck to you. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank you. This is KFI and KOST HD2 Los Angeles. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. This has been your wake-up call. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.